Hello, and welcome to the Best Thoughts Podcast. I'm Rick Johns. And I'm Will Johns, and we're glad that you're with us today as we're going to be talking about mental fitness. Mm. This is part of our season on summer fitness. And uh, in our last episode, we talked about physical fitness. So I hope you're getting in shape and feeling physically fit. I bet our listeners, Will, are already ripped and ready for summer and ready to get out there on the beach and in the swimming pools. Well, maybe one week isn't quite enough time, but I hope you'll keep it up, listeners, and I hope you chose your one thing that you're working on just to improve your quality of life a little bit. And Will, speaking of improving your quality of life, I have a puzzle for you, a question. Okay. Just to test your mental health. Are you ready? I'm ready. So the question goes like this. You're walking down a road and you come to a fork in the road. What do you do? Um, I pick up the fork off the road. Oh, very creative. <laughs> Had you heard that one before? No, no, I hadn't, but is that the answer? <laughs> That's one of the answers. But what's fun is when you ask most people, they're like, well, I don't know, which, where am I trying to go? And which way should I go? Maybe I turn back. <laughs> so it's a fun question, but I do know you were aware that this was some sort of puzzle. So that probably gave you a little a little edge to think creatively. Well, I I, uh, I couldn't resist the corny joke, so that's what oh. it says about me. <laughs> it was the corniness in your I, nature. I love my dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so puzzles are a part of mental health and can kind of keep your brain thinking in new ways. And I think we'll say a little bit more about that at the end as we talk about ways in which we can be mentally fit. Yeah, but, but first of all, I think it's important to just set mental health, mental fitness in the same context as physical fitness. Uh, so often we think about mental health as something really shameful if, if we have a mental health issue or if, mm. we, if we need counseling or something like that. Or we treat it like this crazy mystery that nobody knows I don't know why I feel the way I feel. There's no explanation. And so in either way, we kind of trap ourselves so that we, we can't really do anything about it. Yeah, Will, I think a lot of times we're not even aware that we could think differently. We just assume that our thoughts and that our mind and all of that, it just is. And we don't think about how do we make it healthier? What can we do to change our attitude, our thinking, our thoughts? And all of that will change our feelings, our actions, and it will change our lives. There's some basics of mental health, and we'll start with some of the problems that can come with mental health that just are not a mystery. They're very much cause and effect. They're obvious for anyone to see. Yeah. Um, so let me start with one here, Rick, that uh, we've all experienced, and that's the pain of unmet expectations. Mm, I've never experienced that, but go ahead, Will. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad that's, that's never happened to you. But for most of us, this is something that happens all the time. Mm. And I'm trying to think of 
a, a latest example, but... Well, we talked in the past about vacations yes. and how vacations can be a setup <laughs> for us to be disappointed because our expectations are not met because they were too high. But I yes. think that happens in our marriages. I think it happens in our jobs. It happens in just our schedule for the day. I can't tell you how many times what I planned for my day goes out the window with some sort of chaos or something unexpected happens that I have to deal with. And now I can't tackle the things I needed to get done. Exactly, Rick. All of these things kind of lead us into mental spaces where we're not very happy, we're not feeling very good. And ultimately, over time, when our, our minds get stressed, it leads us also to burnout and fatigue. Yes. And, and so the mind is like a muscle that can be overtaxed, overused in a certain way. Um, sometimes our, our brain gets on a loop of anxiety yeah. and, and fear about something that we can't control. And we think if we just think about it over and over and over and over and over, you know, somehow that will, will solve it. Yep. And all of this leads to burnout and fatigue. Absolutely. And I agree with you, Will, because I think there are things in this life that we can't control and we can get just hung up and stuck trying to figure out how can I make this happen? How can I control this? How can I whatever? How can I? And the mind can get just worn out. I remember the phrase that was used uh, when I was talking to a counselor one time. He said, you got to be aware of the paralysis of analysis. Mm. Just overthinking everything, trying to control everything, trying to figure everything out. Well, there's a life to live. If you get caught up in all this strategizing and paralysis of analysis, you're really missing out and it will lead to burnout. Yeah, exactly, Rick. And I remember speaking of vacations, I was at a, at a pastoring at a new church. This was a long time ago. I was in conflict with this, with this one individual in the church and uh, Bill and I were in conflict and I went on a vacation and I was thinking about my conflict with Bill almost the entire vacation. Yay! And I was strategizing <laughs> how I was going to get the best of him and I was going to do this and say that and... Yeah, I was reliving, you know, former conflicts that I had with Bill and like rewriting the script so that I zinged him real good and, <laughs> you know, put him in his place. And oh, uh, man, did I waste so much energy and yes. really took away most of the joy of that vacation Yeah, simply by being in a bad space in my mind. You know, I think I'm going to write a children's book based on that story, and it's going to be Bill and Will go on vacation together. Because <laughs> you took him with you. Yes. He went on that vacation with you and ruined your vacation, yes. just like the real Bill would have. <laughs> so good job. But that's exactly what the mind can do to you, because that's all about your thinking. That's all about your mindset. So this pattern of focusing on the negative can be an uh, unhealthy pattern of the mind. And while we're talking about focusing on the negative, Will, I know you did a lot of your doctoral work along those lines, and there's more bad news because research shows our brains are wired to focus on the negative. Yes, yes, we do it for, for 
the sake of self-preservation. And I think if I'm always scanning for the negative, for the threat, for the bad things in my life, that'll keep me safe. And you know, that reminds me of a story I just heard. In it, the lady told a story of how she was fighting all these negative thoughts in her life and she'd really spiraled down into depression and anxiety and just almost debilitating uh, to the point where someday she wouldn't leave the house. And she talked about how when her daughter started driving and she had all these fears about her daughter getting in a car wreck or, or being kidnapped or you know something horrible happening. And she said, until it dawned on her one day that these were just thoughts These weren't Mm. reality. These were the negative. Mm. She was focusing on all the negative possibilities, but they weren't reality. And when she stripped away all the negative thinking, one night as she's sitting there waiting for her daughter to come home and it's late and she's worried, she realized the only thing that's true is I am a mother who loves her daughter waiting for her to come home. Uh, That's it. Yeah. There's no reality other than that at that moment. And it just started changing her life as she saw through all these negative thoughts. I I love that, Rick. And and that really leads us into, you know, we're talking about what doesn't work, but now we need to talk about what does. Yes. You know, what rejuvenates the mind. And one of the things for me that rejuvenates my mind goes right with that story is when I ground myself in the present moment. Yes. Uh, I remember when I used to struggle with massive anxiety at night, and it was, it was something that made it hard for me to sleep at night. And so what I, what I found worked for me, and this may not work for everybody, but this worked really well for me, is I would push back against those anxious thoughts that were in my mind. Yeah. And I would say, what is true is that I'm laying in a comfortable bed, I'm perfectly safe, and I'm going to focus on that. Yep. And so I just focused on my present moment. Mm-hmm. I'm laying in a comfortable bed. I'm perfectly safe. I have warm covers on top of me. I have a soft pillow on my head. I just focused on what was true. Yeah. Everything else is imagined. Everything else. And I hope our listeners caught that. Everything else is imagined. It is completely the production of your mind. And because our minds are hardwired to go toward the negative, maybe out of self-preservation, as you said, but for whatever reason, then we have to intentionally counteract that. We have to be intentional about questioning all these horrific and negative thoughts. And you know, Will, I think the healthiest, happiest, most productive people figure this out. Yes. Or there's one other thing I think we should add in here I do think some of us have grown up in homes where anxiety is modeled, where fear is modeled. Mm. And so it can be kind of handed down. And I think this is a thing to ask yourself, what was handed down to me about mental health? What were Uh, the stories? What was the environment I grew up in? Yes. What was I taught to think? And then once you, you kind of look at your home that you grew up in and say, wow, there was a lot of anxiety in my home. There was a lot of depression. There was a lot of fear. Then you can say, oh, so maybe this isn't actually my fear, my anxiety. I have received this. I've learned to think this way. Now I need to learn a new way. Absolutely. When we learn that new way of thinking, 
we can begin to rejuvenate our minds. And so, Rick, what I have a question for you then is, what is it, what's a practice or an activity or something that you do that rejuvenates your mind? Well, Will, the first thing that I am trying to develop as just a regular habit is to question my fears, my anxieties, my negative thoughts. Mm, yes. The minute I'm starting to feel anxious, stressed, angry, and whatever negative thoughts are starting to crowd my mind, I'm trying to learn to stop and say, is that really true? Has it happened? <laughs> and it's almost never happened what I'm afraid of. It's yeah, my projection yeah, of yeah. the future. I have a great yeah. story for that for you on that. I had a church member who I knew didn't always agree with me on a lot of things I did at church. And one day they came to me and they said, Pastor, I need to talk to you. And any pastor out there knows when that is said, it means I've got a problem and I need to have a one-on-one -on -one and tell you what my problem is and what my problem is with you and how we need to change it and all these kind of things. So I was just assuming the worst because that was my paradigm. That was my mindset. Oh, they want to talk one-on-one. -on -one. People only do that when they're upset. So here we go. So I spent several days before that appointment going over all the things I thought they were going to bring up, the things yes. they were probably mad about, the things I may have done. Yes that, you know, offended them or irritated them, or what did I say in a sermon or what did I say at a board meeting? Something like that. I was going through the whole list and I was just more and more anxious. And finally the day came and the hour came and I show up to the meeting and I'm all worked up and I try to be calm. And so I ask, you know, Hey, what, what can I do for you? And they proceed to talk to me about one of their children who lives in another state who is going through a problem and they just wanted a little advice and some prayer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it never once occurred to me that they could be coming to me just for some help, just for a prayer, just with no problem whatsoever uh, with me or my leadership. It just, unfortunately, I had spent so much time thinking the negative that I didn't even entertain the thought it could be something completely different. I, I have that happen to me as well, Rick, where same thing, members like, Pastor, I need to talk to you, very serious tone. And I was sure this was gonna be, you know, something negative about myself or my ministry or whatever. And instead the person ended up complimenting me and saying how powerful <laughs> my sermon was and how it it moved their lot, you know, touched their heart in a powerful way. And I was Yeah. I I just I was standing there not even hardly believing what I was hearing. Yes. <laughs> because yeah. I I was so set on what I thought was about to happen. Yeah. That it was hard for me to hear what was actually happening. Yeah. Um, but you know, Rick, that, that really brings up a, a, a good practice for, for mental rejuvenation and that is staying in the present moment. Amen. You know, when, whenever my mind runs ahead into the future, I can cause myself a lot of problems. Yeah. I can, I can run ahead and find a lot of doom and gloom in my future, especially if I'm already feeling bad. And yeah. then I let my mind loose. Absolutely. And so it rejuvenates my mind to pull back into the present. And, you know, to kind of tie in uh, this week with last week, the other thing that can really rejuvenate my mind 
is some really good cardiovascular exercise. Okay. Uh, so going for a run. For sure. can just kind of wash it out. Yes. Get rid of a lot of that stress and anxiety. I come back feeling better. Yeah. And I have like a more upbeat feeling yeah. about life. And sometimes because you're tired, maybe sleep. Yes. I, yes. I have taken a nap and woke up feeling completely different. Yeah. And just realized, hey, yes. I'd have been having a rough day. A little nap helped. Or it can be just finishing the day. I, I think there's many times where I've told myself, the best thing I can do is just go to bed and start over tomorrow because I'm so burned out or I'm so overwhelmed by something that day that sleep is actually the first step. And then when I wake up with a little more refreshment, I can analyze my situation with a little more positivity and reality than I had the night before. Yeah, I, I love that, Rick. You know, I think that makes a huge difference. Just having some something that we can go to that we know will re rejuvenate our minds. Yeah. Uh, sometimes for me, it's just talking with someone else. For sure. And getting their outside perspective. Uh, especially when I'm really anxious, I talk to someone else and it just lowers my anxiety. They see it differently. They see it more clearly. And they can just help ground me that, hey, it's okay. This is normal. Yeah. You're okay. The world's not about to end. And I think, Will, that's a huge secret, especially for things that you're just having a hard time, you know, overcoming or putting aside or looking on the bright side, so to speak. If you're really stressed and worried or upset by something, find a good friend, maybe even a counselor if it's something pretty serious, if it's something that's kind of this repeated pattern or deals with stuff that you've been wrestling with for years and years. For sure, get a counselor, get someone you can talk to who can, who can help you look at your thinking and see the errors, see the assumptions, see the lies. I mean, one of the things we have to just come to face is our mind actually lies to us all the time. Yeah, yes. And the yes. problem is if we don't recognize the lie, then we believe it and we live it out. And therefore, yeah. it doesn't seem like a lie, but all that's happening is a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, if you really believe someone dislikes you, you're going to look for every clue that they dislike you, and you're probably going to do behaviors to kind of prove that, and then it becomes self-fulfilling. Yes. But it could have been a complete lie when the first popped in your mind. They could have liked you just fine. Yes. Rick, I like what you said about also talking to a counselor, just like we do more comfortably probably on the physical side. We see a doctor when there's something yeah. that's, that we can't quite fix on our own yeah. uh, happening in our bodies. We need to see a professional counselor or therapist when there's something going on in our mind that, that we can't quite fix on our own. And there's Correct. no shame in that. That's a very, very wise thing to do. And the healthiest, most mentally fit people on the planet are always taking advantage of outside help always. as needed. And, Absolutely. And so we, we think, oh, you know, if I was really strong, I could do it without talking to anybody. No, what makes you strong is your willingness to talk to people. Absolutely. Your willingness to disclose to a trusted friend that, or to a professional counselor what you're really going through so they can help you and help you work through that and get into a better space mentally. And I think just generally uh, along those lines, 
All the research shows that if you are part of a social network, you need to have a social network of some kind. Of course, Will and I, it won't surprise you, we'll recommend being part of a church. Find a church you can get involved with and get involved in small groups and activities. All of that really helps your mental health as well. Having that connection, being around others. There's something about us when we just sit alone for too long. <laughs> it yes. just, I think we kind of just, all of us tend to go off the rails a little bit. Well, uh, Rick, and isolation is such a killer. Yes. You know, when we feel isolated, um, we can really end up in a pretty deep pit. Yes. Mentally. Yeah. And, and that really brings me to a question that I would love for our listeners to ask themselves. And Rick, I want you and I to answer this question as well, but what grounds you mentally? What is the thing, what's foundational to you being in a good space mentally? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think if you don't have something that you're intentionally doing, then that's your homework. (laughs) Find something because it's not going to just happen. We kind of think, oh, I just... My mind is my mind and oh yeah, I know I could think better, but you know, I got to do all these other things. I got so much else to take care of. It's like, wait, you got to pull back and recognize that everything hinges on mental health. Your whole life, all the results you're going to get are based on how you think and how mm. you view things. Yes. So yes. Uh, for me, Will, uh, obviously the Bible is a source of strength. I love to read good books like the Bible based on the Bible, things with positive messages, because I just, I find I need that affirmation. I need the good to be inputting into my brain to keep me in the positive mindset, positive framework. And, And I think faith can be huge with this because faith kind of gives you that ability to go above and beyond circumstances and circumstances can be overwhelming at times and to have that faith to say, no, God's going to get me through this. I have help. This will pass. There's something better after this. All those kind of things that come with a strong faith can really make a huge difference. Uh, I love that you said that, Rick, because uh, for me, it's similar. It's, it's, it's spirituality, time and nature. Mm-hmm. Somehow, when I'm in nature, I just feel like my my mind clicks into the right gear. I, yeah. I get into the right mental space, and I feel like I can think clearly. Uh, I made a pact with myself when I was younger that I would never make a big decision when I was down, when I was feeling lousy, that I would always wait until I was feeling good to yeah. make an important decision. And a lot of those big decisions that I've made in my life, I've made out in nature, on mm. a walk, just me and God in the quiet. And I feel like I can see clearly in that space. Yeah. Uh, so that, that time in nature really grounds me. And I also enjoy prayer, scripture, meditation, and letting the, the noise chatter of my mind kind of settle. Yes. So I can just see my actual reality more clearly. And I think for me, Will, kind of piggybacking on those things, sometimes when I'm really feeling stuck and I'm really having a hard time kind of moving past some thoughts that have kind of captured me or some emotions that seem overwhelming is to journal and to mm. just, uh, I used to just write 
uh, now I type <laughs> and I just get on my laptop and open a document and just make a journal because there's something so cathartic about getting it out and and putting it articulately on paper yeah because sometimes yes. my thoughts are so jumbled I'm not even sure what I'm thinking and yeah. so putting it and having to focus and say okay what are these and just not with any guidelines just letting it free flow and by the time I've written a paragraph or two it's amazing how much clarity I have oh this is what's really bothering me it just it just has a way journaling has a way of getting you to the real issue to the root yeah and I think it's really helpful Rick when you get to the real issue then you can do something about it right but if you're like man i'm feeling bad but i don't know why yeah i don't know where this feeling is coming from yes then we have to get curious and say could it be because of this that's happening right now in my life could it be could there be some kind of physical cause maybe i'm not feeling very good physically and that's affecting how i think right mentally could it be my environment stuff that's going on around me uh, you mentioned earlier, Rick, about how our our family environment that we grew up in, it kind of has like its own mental health atmosphere. Yes. And, and some of us grew up in a very healthy atmosphere, and some of us grew up in a in a kind of clouded, negative atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and that all affects us. So if we get curious about it and get to the root, then we can take action and actually do something to help our mental health improve. Absolutely. I love that, Will. And another thing I like to do is watch uh, news 24-7 because <laughs> then I always feel a lot better because I'm right and everyone else in the world is terrible and wrong. So that's, that's one of my secrets to mental health. All right. So, so the outrage porn just feeds your soul, huh? Is that the... <laughs> exactly. But actually, I think that kind of leads us to our next thing is that one of the dangers of this culture and society we live on live in is that we are bombarded by negative messages. Yes, yes. There is so much. And because our brains are kind of biased to the negative... The internet knows that to get clicks, you got to have some sort of outrageous headline. You've got to have an outrageous story. You've got to have something sensational. And so we're really fed this. So we really need to pay attention to our diet, our mental diet, and how, how what we're intaking might be affecting us. And I'm glad you said the word diet, Rick, because it's just like the food we put in our body, the, the stuff we put in our mind makes a difference. There's no way around that. You know, if I'm feeding my mind garbage, I shouldn't be surprised if I'm in a bad space mentally. Yeah. One of the thoughts, remember you said earlier, Rick, our minds lie to us all the time. Yes. One of the lies that I think a lot of us are, are totally sold on is that I have to know what's going on in the world at all times. Yeah. And that somehow if I miss some important news headline, my, I will no longer be able to function in this world. Yeah. And, and I just want to say, as someone who has completely challenged that notion, it's just not true. I, I've lived without checking the news for years now, and I always somehow know what's going on because <laughs> people tell me. <laughs> 
You can't avoid it. It's out there. I know what's going on, but I don't have to live in it. You know, I don't. I don't have to dump five hours a day worth of news into my brain. Right. So, Will, let me ask this question as we're coming to the end here. What does mentally fit look like? When I think of a mentally fit person, one of the first um, virtues that comes to my mind is flexibility. Someone who is mentally fit is able to adapt and change as needed to whatever circumstances may throw their way. Ooh, that sounds tough. <laughs> For those of us that struggle with perfectionism, that is a tough thing to just roll with life, to just be flexible and adaptable and kind of take whatever comes. I, I do agree with you, Will. When I look around and I see some of the happiest, most successful people, they have that ability that they just, you know, whatever happens, they're just fine and they deal with it and they move on and they, they roll with whatever comes. But I admit that one is a challenge for me. Well, and you, and you mentioned vacations a little earlier, and since this is our summer fitness series, to me, it's a key to enjoying a vacation. Mm. Just be flexible. Just, yeah. just go with what comes. Make the best of it. It doesn't have to be this certain way for you to be able to enjoy the time. Yeah. Just be in the present moment and go with the flow of what's coming, and you can find that you can fully enjoy that time on on vacation. And I was just listening to a podcast, Rick, that talked about the fact that uh, our mental flexibility can actually be developed by doing puzzles. Hmm. And so since you started with a puzzle uh, on me at the beginning, I'm going to throw one your way. Uh -oh. um, so there's a, there's a guy and he's in this kind of uh, trapped in this cell where there's no doors, there's a, but there's a skylight and, and the foundation goes all the way around, but there is a dirt floor. And so the guy is digging into the dirt floor, even though he has no hope that he can dig under the walls. Okay. Why is he digging a hole in the dirt floor? Hmm. Maybe he's digging the hole to put a mound of dirt that he could then climb up and get out the top. That's it. Good oh. job. <laughs> yes, you got it. And I don't know if I was supposed to say, I don't know if I mentioned that there was a skylight. Did I yeah, say that? Yeah, you said that. Oh, okay, good. Because that ruins it if I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, you mentioned that. So that I assumed was the exit point. Yeah. And so again, flexibility of thinking, these puzzles kind of help us think about things in a different light. Yeah. And so someone, so that means you've got good flexibility, Rick, because mm. someone who has rigid thinking can only think about the whole. They can't think that the other part of that digging is that the, the yeah. mound of dirt is being created. Yeah. That he could climb up and, and go out the skylight. So, and Will, you mentioned that word rigid. So that's the opposite of flexibility. Yes. And, and therefore, rigidity is a huge part of mental ill health, <laughs> unhealth. Mental illness. Mental yeah. illness. Yeah. And you see that and it's very well documented. And we all can kind of get trapped in there, that just rigid, it's got to be this way. Why isn't it this way? And I'm so mad that, you know, my life hasn't turned out the way it's supposed to, or that he did this to me, or she did that to me. 
that rigid locked in, I, you know, it shouldn't have happened. It couldn't have happened. And well, guess what? Life is completely unpredictable. And so to adapt and to be healthy, we have to have that flexibility. And I've got some good news for our listeners today. And that is, I'm guessing that it's very likely that you are, are pretty good in this area of flexibility. The fact that you're listening to a podcast means you're willing to grow, you're interested in getting new ideas. And so I would say you're doing really well in this particular area. And, and the beauty is once you've got some momentum in this area of flexibility, you can just keep expanding it. You can just keep going down that road and, and you'll benefit from it. But, but Rick, I'm going to ask you, flip the question on you. What does mentally fit look like for you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, you know, the first word that comes to my mind is positivity. Just that intentional trying to set aside the anxiety of life. It's having that non-anxious presence. And so for me, mental health looks like how do I just be in that moment, be the non-anxious presence to my family, to my friends, to my church, to my coworkers, my colleagues, my community, because we need that. This is such a world of anxiety. I appreciate that, Rick, and I think that is a staple of mental fitness, the ability to think clearly in a non-anxious way. Absolutely, and I think I would leave them with this challenge. Challenge your thoughts. Yeah. Pause, think about what you're thinking. <laughs> be be the observer of your own thoughts and challenge them because so much of what comes into our heads is not reality, is not the truth. And until we pause and go, wait a minute, I don't have to feel this way. I don't have to believe that this is going to happen. I have a choice. Yes. So it's that space it, to me, that's what makes us in God's image, that we have a choice. We can look at our own thoughts and say, okay, I appreciate you mind. And the mind does a lot of important things for us, but the mind can also get off the rails and really lead us astray, especially if we've had some patterns and things that have really ingrained in us to be anxious, to worry, to have fear, and all these things that are very common in our world. So I just challenge your listeners, be aware of your thoughts. The next time these negative thoughts are overcoming you, stop, ask, are they really true? What would be a better thing to think about? How do we convert those negative thoughts, convert that energy into positive energy? And man, it can just start making such a huge difference in all areas of your life. Rick, I think that's a perfect place for us to wrap up today. Thank you for that challenge. And thank you listeners for joining us for this season on Summer Fitness. But for now, you've been listening to Best Thoughts with Dr. Will Johns and Dr. Rick Johns. We look forward to being with you in our next episode. Music